Hey guys, welcome to Nick's Snackboard Neologisms, episode four, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Our last episode, we covered juxtapose, misanthropy, and affable. And in this episode, we're covering countenance, esoteric, and loquacious. And I have to tell you guys, I'm very upset right now because I just got done with this whole podcast and then I realized that I had forgot to hit the stupid record button. So silly. Anyhow, um, okay, so let's get on to our first word. Our first word is countenance and it's spelled C-O-U-N-T-E-N-A-N-C-E. It's kind of a longer one. It's C-O-U-N-T-E-N-A-N-C-E. Countenance, countenance, countenance. And it's a word that usually refers to someone's facial expression, or it can also mean to approve as in a verb. So in one sense, it functions as a noun. That is when it's referring to someone's facial expression. And then in another sense, it functions as a verb, meaning to approve, like approval or approving of something, right? So I don't usually like to cover multiple definitions for one word, as I think then learning the definitions of word can be a little overwhelming. And trust me, I'm not trying to obfuscate here, but this is one of those words where you often see both of its definitions used quite frequently. So I think it's just a good, I think it's good to know both of them. So when you think of the definition of countenance, it will either refer to someone's facial expression, as in that person had a sad countenance, or it will mean the approval of something, as in we typically don't countenance that type of inappropriate behavior, right? Okay, so you might see someone and just to show off your boss vocabulary, rather than saying something like, oh, I saw a person today and they had a sad look on their face, you might say, I saw saw a person today and they had a sad countenance. Um, Or the next time you're with a friend and you want to just jokingly act a little pompous and they're doing something silly, maybe, I don't know, you could say, please stop acting so silly as I don't countenance such behavior. That would be another way to use it. So that's the word countenance, and unfortunately, I really couldn't come up with any good mnemonics for this word except just repeating it verbatim in my head and just using it a lot in sentences. It's just a peculiar word. For for whatever reason, I I, I imagine it to be one of those words that's used in the UK often. I don't know. Just, oh, that peculiar chap over there had a bizarre countenance on his face. I don't know. Just I can imagine someone uh, with an English accent saying that word for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um... Let's see. I did find one way online to remember it, and I don't know if this is going to work for you, but you can try it. This is what this person said. It said their mnemonic goes like this. They say a 10-year-old kid is learning how to count up to 10 and his dad countenance and his dad's countenance gave him a lot of encouragement. So the word countenance has the word count in it. It also has the word 10 in it. So countenance, countenance, and then a kid's a 10-year-old kid's counting up to 10 and his dad's countenance, his dad's facial expression gave him a lot of encouragement. That might be kind of a stretch. I don't know. That one doesn't really work for me. But if it works for you, more power to you. Okay. Anyhow, let's get on to some online examples I found of the word countenance being used in a sentence. And the first example goes, his countenance was pleasant, but seemed a little unusual. And the next one says, under his unri- under his, under this unrighteous and oppressive treatment, universal sadness is written on every countenance. And the next one goes, you should not have countenanced his rudeness. And the next example says he was reluctant to countenance this use of force in this situation, seeing as the man was only armed with a feather. And the last example goes, so we chose we chose to countenance this law, not because we necessarily agreed with all of its provisions, but simply because it was the lesser of two evils. 
Okay, so there you have it, folks. That's the word countenance, referring either to someone's facial expression or to the approval of something. Let's move on to our next word, which is esoteric. This is a great word. This is a great word, by the way. I just love the way it sounds. Esoteric. If you say it, there's just something, I don't know, something gripping about it. Esoteric. Anyhow, it's spelled E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C. That's E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C. And it means understood by or meant for only the select few who have special knowledge or interests. Poetry full of esoteric allusions, in other words. So anytime there's something that's understood by a select few, whatever is understood could be considered esoteric. So like if you've ever seen... I guess when I think of the word esoteric, this is the image that that comes to my mind. It's like, have you ever seen one of those videos of some sort of like shaman or tribal chief or whatever? And they're sort of like speaking in tongues and they're waving their arms about and they look almost like they're drunk, maybe or high or on some sort of drug or whatever. And they're sitting there like blah, 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 blah. And they're doing all this weird sort of dancing. And they're trying to call down some sort of like ancient spirits or ancient apparitions or something like that. We would consider that sort of an esoteric display of, I don't know, something. (laughs) Or that would be considered like esoteric knowledge, whatever knowledge that shaman might have. Um, You know, or you yourself, you might be part of like the Illuminati and you're secretly running the world. Then you would be part of like an esoteric group of individuals. So the word esoteric, it not only refers to just secret knowledge, but it also can just mean something that's done in secret or something that is just secret itself. And it also doesn't have to refer to like, like, I guess when I think of esoteric knowledge, I think of that sort sort of shamanistic knowledge, but it doesn't have to refer to that. For instance, I have a friend who's into computer programming. And sometimes when he tells me about how his day went and what he did on the job, I am just like left totally confounded because I don't really understand the esoteric world of computer programming. And also it could mean, you know, esoteric can refer to something like the knowledge of a doctor or or a lawyer or a mechanic, anything that's specific to that field could be considered esoteric, but generally it's used um, with, with uh, knowledge that is perhaps a bit more mysterious or less scientific, I guess you could say. Um, anyhow, uh, ways to remember esoteric, what are some good mnemonics? So I couldn't think of any myself. So I had to look online. I found two, one of them relates it to the word historic. So esoteric and historic both share similar letters. I don't know if this is going to help you or not, but if you could visualize the word historic, then this might make sense. It says historic things are known to few people. So anything that's historic is sometimes esoteric because it's known by few people, right? And then <laughs> this next example is kind of funny. It says the word is like estrogen, which is a female hormone. And we all know that females are hard to understand and known only to few. And I don't know if that actually helps you or not, but the word estrogen has ESO in it. And they have, I guess they share kind of similar spellings. Esoteric has ESO, but that one's kind of far stretched. I just thought it was kind of funny <laughs> anyway. So I thought, oh, what the hell? It might work. Anyhow, here are some examples I found of esoteric being used online. It says the size of DNA makes it forbidding and esoteric. And then another example is this isn't just some esoteric philosophical discussion. It's a practical discussion with real life issues. And being a philosophy major myself, I would say that esoteric is a great word for philosophical discussions because if you're in a, if you're ever in a philosophy class sometimes you're just like even if you know what you're talking about sometimes you're just like what the hell are we talking about this is pretty 
esoteric and oddly abstract. So that is the word esoteric, meaning something that is understood by few. Let's move on to our last word for this episode. This is another great word, by the way. You have to say it. Promise me you'll say it as I say it. It's loquacious. Just say it. Loquacious, loquacious, loquacious. I don't care if you're on the train right now and there's people around you. Just say it. Loquacious. It's a fun word to say. I think that's actually at least the way that my brain likes words. I've decided that that I like a word based on the way it sounds. So like esoteric and loquacious, they just sound really cool to me. So that's why I like them. Anyhow, loquacious is actually spelled L-O-Q-U-A-C-I-O-U-S. That's L-O-Q-U-A-C-I-O-U-S, loquacious. And it means characterized by excessive talk, talking too much, wordy, chattery, etc. And you guys all know this word, right? You've seen it in action. You ask someone how their day is going. You don't like really mean it, at least in the most literal sense possible. You're just sort of being polite, almost as if to just casually say, hello, hey, I acknowledge your existence. I acknowledge that you're here beside me or whatever. How's it going? And the next thing you know, they start telling you about their day, how it started at 6 a.m. They woke up and ate breakfast and they went to feed their cat and noticed that the cat had some weird bump on its shoulder. And so they went to call their vet, but then realized their phone was out of batteries. So they went to their neighbor's house to check to see if they could borrow their phone. But it turned out their neighbor was dead, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And now you're stuck there listening to that person and you're getting monologued to death. That, folks, is the quacity or loquaciousness at its best. So ways to remember loquaciousness. Um, I don't know if there's any really good way to remember it. I guess... I guess one way is you can just think of think of someone in your life right now who's loquacious and then just imagine that that word is sort of imprinted, stamped on their forehead, loquacious. Every time you see me, just think loquacious. Ah, oh, you know, they're going to you're going to chat your ear off. You got to like be careful. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye, eye contact with the loquacious person. Another way you can remember it is that loquacious has that root in it, that L-O-Q-U which stands for speech or speaking or something of that nature. Right. So like the word eloquent like an eloquent speaker, E-L-O-Q-U-N-U-E-N-T, eloquent speaker, someone who's fluent, sort of forceful in speaking. There's also a lot of words like interlocutor, like circumlocution. They all have that that loc, locution, loquaciousness, that loc part of their of of the of the root in their words. So anything that has L-O-Q-U usually refers to speech. So someone that is loquacious, loquacious is someone that's excessively chatty, right? That's another way you can remember it. Um, and then let's see. Okay, so let's move on to some online examples I found for the word loquacious. And the first one goes. Using the data already available, some newspapers have written about particularly loquacious local lawmakers. I guess I think of, I like that example because when I think of lawyers, I think of sort of loquacious people because they're always involved with words and stuff like that and they're fairly articulate, although maybe maybe loquacious isn't the best way to put it because I wouldn't call them necessarily chatty, but they're definitely talkative. Okay, and then the next example goes, her oratory is of the loquacious and fire-eating brand. And then this next example comes from a, a website I found, and it said uh, there was a student that said teachers are too loquacious. And that one actually had in sort of an interesting story behind it, um, if I can remember it. I hope I'm not forgetting here, but I think what happened is the, the student that said that actually was involved in some sort of uh, traumatic event such that he 
he became slightly brain dead or something like that. And then I guess the teacher was talking too much and it was very hard for him to follow what she was saying because she was just excessively loquacious. It's pretty cool that he actually knew that word, by the way. That would be, if I was a teacher, that would have definitely made my day and I probably would have laughed a bit too and be like, yep, <laughs> definitely too loquacious. Anyhow, okay, those are our three words, countenance, esoteric, and loquacious. Let's see if we can recall their definitions, all right? So what does the word countenance mean? Good, it refers to either someone's facial expression or um, it can be a verb as in to approve, meaning the approval of something. All right, how about the word esoteric? What does the word esoteric mean? Good, it means knowledge that only a few people have or that's only understood by a, a select group of individuals. And then lastly, my favorite word, not really, but one of my favorite words, loquacious, 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 loquacious. What does the word loquacious mean? Yeah, exactly. It just means excessively chattery or talkative or anything of that nature. So those were our three words. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode and please leave me a review on iTunes. Let me know how I'm doing and stay tuned for episode five because we're going to have some more fun words on that episode. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.